0: what is going on everyone my name is Andy welcome back to another FPL video In this one it's transfer tips for game week seven so I'm going to go through some of the popular transfers in and out and discuss whether they are good moves or not if you enjoyed the video make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already and if you want to check out your suggested transfers over on Fancy Football Hub there are links in the description below to get signed up they got 30% off at the moment and a seven day free trial and if you sign up and don't win your mini league, you can get your money back terms and conditions do apply for that There are some things you have to meet to be eligible. Make sure to check that out before you sign up. Like I said, all the links in the description below. You can see here my suggested transfers are chill out to a Newcastle defender. We're definitely going to talk about that in this video. So let's get into it. So let's start off with Carl Walker, fresh off the back of his 11-pointer against Nottingham Forest at home in game week six. He's now the fourth highest scoring defender in the game, and he's had nearly 175,000 transfers in so far this week. Let's look at the positives first of all plays for man city best defense in the league i don't think too many people would argue against that from now until the end of the season they're going to be right up there in terms of fewest goals conceded and most clean sheets as well if you have bought a man city defender or goalkeeper in fpl in the past it doesn't always work out as you would hope they always feels like they find a way to concede but they are a decent defense so you would back them in good fixtures to get those clean sheets i also think his role has changed a little bit against forest he got his first assist of the season in the league we've already seen him score for england as well during the international break but he's come out himself and said that he is a bit more attacking this season so that's obviously another positive and he started every single game i'm just going to double check that in case i'm wrong but i think that's the case yeah every single game we played 90 minutes in all of them as well so that's the positives the negatives are the fixtures right I know I've just said it doesn't always work out with Man City that they get the clean sheets and the easy fixtures but if you're making predictions which you should be in FPL you want to back the better fixtures and I feel like in this case we maybe have missed the boat because Wolves away in game week seven isn't too bad they could keep a clean sheet there but then it's Arsenal away Brighton at home Man United away Bournemouth at home in game week 11 is another good chance of a clean sheet and then it's Chelsea away now right now Chelsea aren't really attacking that well they can't put the ball in the back of the net but that's quite a few weeks for Pochettino to kind of sort that out so the fixture run doesn't look fantastic and they may well win all of those games no one would put it past City to do that but I think Arsenal away, Man United away, both teams capable of scoring in that game to wipe out the clean sheet and I think playing Brighton even at home is difficult for any team in the league, even Man City. Again, they'll probably win that game, almost certainly, because Brighton's defence is not that great, or hasn't been so far this season, but I think they concede. So if I'm looking at those fixtures, I'm looking at maybe one clean sheet in the next four, and even that's an away game, maybe two in the next five because of Bournemouth at home. Is that good enough? I would say probably not. Now, to be fair, he's only 5.3 million, so plenty of us own or have owned Saliba and estropinian who were around that five million pound price point when the season started and they've been benched so you could bench him but are you really using a transfer to bring a player in for one week in a away game against wolves and then bench for the next three probably not i would say for most people and i know it's boring because all the talk is around them this week it's got to be a newcastle defender and if you've only got one newcastle defender i would definitely bring in a second before i brought in Kyle walker so sometimes this happens right the window to buy a player. Gets missed i think Nottingham Forest forrester home wolves away maybe that was okay but i don't think i'd be looking to buy him right now watch him go and get loads of clean sheets over those games now but that would be my prediction i looked at the points projections on fantasy football hub for the next four weeks for defenders so game week seven to ten and obviously as you imagine you've got newcastle defenders right up there trippier Cher, botman um the reason that, by the way, that Dan Byrne's a little bit lower is maybe his minutes aren't quite as assured as the rest. He is pretty much nailed on. I think if you're betting money on who is going to get the most minutes, it's probably the other three. But we haven't seen Lewis Hall play yet, so maybe that's completely wrong. But either way, Dan Byrne is still ahead of Man City defenders. Then you've even got Liverpool defenders starting to show up because they got Everton at home game week 9, Forrest at home uh, game week 10, Luton away game week 11, I think it is. Let me just double check this. I don't know if they're the back-to-back home games. Yeah, I think they are back-to-back home games for, for Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, Forest at home. Yeah, for Everton at home, Forest at home, looting away, Brentford. Home. Let me get that right. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I was reading that correctly. Uh, and then you've even got Matt Cash who we're going to talk about in a minute. Luka Dean... I think he's done he's had a great season so far from an fpl point of view but alex Moreno might be back at some point and it's not until after villa newcastle and liverpool defenders you get to man city one so ruben diaz vardio i would definitely buy walker ahead of vardio at the moment but i just think there are better defenders that you can bring in they're right up there still even with those fixtures because they're such a good defense i just think the boat has been missed with man city we gotta wait until later on in the season when the fixtures get better so fair play if you bought Carl walker in last week but would I get him this week? Probably not. All right, let's talk about Son. Two goals against Arsenal at the weekend. And I've got to say, as someone that brought him in against Sheffield United at home after his hat-trick against Burnley away, there was a little bit of regret when he blanked. So when the goals went in against Arsenal, obviously I was loving it because you want points for your FPL team. But there was also part of it that was just relief. Like, OK, maybe that transfer was actually all right. And he looked good again. For the third match in a row, he played number nine. And he looks like a really decent option moving forward. The only thing to note, and I wouldn't let this put you off, is he's been substituted before the 80th minute in four of the first six matches. And after the Arsenal game, Postecoglou said that him and Madison weren't necessarily 100% going into the match. Now, I'm not sure if that's something they felt just from that week or maybe there's an ongoing issue, but it's just something to monitor. It certainly wouldn't put me off bringing him in. It hasn't stopped him starting. He still does look like a really good option. I think on the number nine thing he's clearly first choice right he started the last three games in that position he's almost certainly going to play against Liverpool at home as the number nine does that mean that Richarlison is never going to play number nine in the league again absolutely not but I think at this point if you're looking to bring him in in game week seven put put money on him being the number nine there and even if he was moved to the left in one of or both of the games against Luton away and Fulham at home. They're such good games, I don't think it really matters a huge amount. So I think if you're thinking about that as something that maybe puts you off the move, I wouldn't let it. I think Son's a really good transfer in. I wouldn't usually target a fixture like Liverpool, and I don't think I would, right? If you've got five midfielders or even four, depending on what um, formation you're playing, that you're happy with this week, I don't think Son is essential, but I would look to maybe have a plan for him. Luton away and Fulham at home after that I don't think he's as as essential as people are making out I do get the argument that he's such a good goal scorer he's so such a good finisher as well if he's playing number nine in a very attacking team where he's on penalties it is going to be hard to let go of him but I don't think that I would put the essential tag on him because when you get to game it's nine and ten if you're not willing to drop Haaland and you really want Salah and obviously someone like Saka has got Sheffield United at home in game week 10, Arsenal got pretty decent fixtures afterwards, he's also on penalties, it does get hard to fit all these players in, and at some point you're going to have to make a sacrifice, that's either Haaland or Salah, or it's having one or two of these kind of 8 to 9 million pound-ish, obviously Son's a little bit more, midfielders, and things can change quite quickly, I'm not going to get into a massive Man United conversation here, But obviously, Fernandes and Rashford haven't done as well as most people would have hoped. But all it would take is some goals against Sheffield United away, maybe a decent-ish performance from an FPL point of view, because Man City will probably win that game. But if Rashford could come away with a return from that, all of a sudden you're looking at Fulham away, Luton at home, Everton away, three great fixtures on paper that's maybe another sacrifice that you're going to have to make that's why i'm not willing to say that son is essential but it is very hard to go without him if he is going to keep playing number nine and he is going to be on penalties as well i think a lot of it will also come down to and unfortunately we're going to have to keep talking about this over the next few weeks wildcard timing because if you're looking at wildcarding in game week 10 for example which i am then you get him for Liverpool at home, looting away, Fulham at home, and then you can just make that decision about whether or not to hold him. And if you have to wildcard him out, at least you've had those good fixtures before. If you're someone that's looking to hold their wildcard till later in the season, like game week 19, for example, and one of the benefits of doing that is Man City and Brentford might have a double game week very soon after that, and there's a blank in game week 18 as well. I'll touch on that a bit more in the game week preview. Then maybe he's not as needed, because if you don't necessarily want to keep him or can't keep him from game week 10 onwards then maybe you just try and hope for damage limitation over the next three fixtures so i know a lot of people are saying he's absolutely essential if he's playing uh, in this number nine role and and if he's on penalties and it is only an if my money is on some but it could be madison i get why people are saying that but i'm not sure i'm prepared to go that far but to be honest if he does really great over these next three it is going to be difficult to drop And If I had to drop someone right now between him and Rashford, it was a, it would of course be Rashford, right? I'm not as biased as you think I am. I'm just saying people's opinions change very quickly when players score points. Look at Kyle Walker, h- highly transferred in this week. Before that, 11 pointer he had two, uh, sorry, three two pointers in a row, and no one was really talking about him. So I'm just I'm just kind of saying that things can change quickly. But yeah, if you're looking to bring him in, you have got midfielders that you want to drop this week then I don't think Liverpool at home would really put me off. It's not a fixture that I would target, but I think in this case, Spurs will score goals in that game. And if they're going to do that, Son's probably going to be uh, one of the main players to do that. So yeah, good transfer in. Ben Chilwell, he's got to go, hasn't he? Is there any reason to keep him for one more week? Maybe. And i come on to that in a minute. In certain situations, maybe it could work. For most people, he's going to be a really good use of a transfer out this week. nearly 400 fpl managers have already done that last two games benched he's come on he's got yellow cards in both of them and finished on zero points not ideal whatsoever and it's pretty clear that when everyone is fit cheerwell is not first choice left back and he's definitely not first choice left wing either and i know this week people are kind of saying well chelsea haven't done very well they're not great in attack how can they leave him out surely he comes back into the team." But lots of us kind of made that argument last week, and it didn't happen. So it's definitely not a certainty. And if you're going to sell him, Newcastle defenders look like the obvious route to go. Uh, so you could go for Botman, Trippier, share or even Dan Burnt, of course. There's not really too many other defenders this week that I would necessarily look at. There is maybe one Aston Villa defender I know people want to bring in, and we'll talk about him later. Um, Arsenal defenders, for example, good against Bournemouth away, but then they got Man City and Chelsea man united defenders maybe someone like dallow if you're willing to take the punt they have got two clean sheets out of the three games that maybe you would have expected them in the first six game weeks but i appreciate that most people watching this are not going to want to go there possibly a west ham defender for sheffield united at home but ultimately Newcastle's probably the way to go so chill well. you want to sell him really good um really good use of a transfer i would say the reason that i say there's maybe certain situations where you keep, uh, could keep him is because I think he might start against Fulham. And I know we've been here before with Gabriel earlier on in the season, player gets injured, whatever, suspended, he's definitely going to start then he doesn't. In this case, I'm not really sure what the alternatives are. Even if Rhys James was back in training, are they going to risk him straight away, given how badly uh, he has injuries all the time? I would say probably not. Gusto is suspended. And if you look at the if you look at the list of chelsea defenders and i think i talked about this a little bit yesterday there's not a huge amount of other options so tiago silva colwell and desires will probably start again then you've got chilwell james injured Badia sheila injured Chalobah injured kukurea i'm not i think if you if you think that kukurea is going to come in ahead of chilwell i think that's massive overthinking personally Fafana injured uh, malang sar pochettino didn't even know he was a few weeks ago So I think Chilwell has to start because it'll be him, Carwell, Thiago Silva, De right back. Is that ideal? Probably not. They don't have a huge amount of other options. The only other thing I can see happening is Caicedo right back. It's happened before for Brighton, but he's then pulled out of midfield and they don't have Lavia because he's injured as well. So I think Chilwell's almost certain to start. Um, And Fulham away is an okay fixture. I don't think we should... I think Chelsea have defended okay. They haven't conceded a huge amount of goals outside of that fixture against West Ham. Fulham and Burnley away are all right. Maybe we reassess before game week eight. You know, if Reese James is back, then maybe Chilwell doesn't start. But for game week seven, I think it's quite likely. Now, that doesn't mean you should keep hold of him because there's still some uncertainty. If he does start, he's probably going to be left back, not left wing. So he might not be as attacking. And even if you told me right now he's going to start, I still think Newcastle defenders are better this week. So there's lots of good reasons to still sell him. But if it was part of your plans to keep him one more week and you want to have two free transfers in game week eight or you don't want to go to a Newcastle defender you want to go to a different team you don't necessarily want to bring them in this week Then I think there is cases to be made to keep hold of Chilwell I wouldn't take him out for a hit put it that way um But yeah, that's the only situation where I can see. If you've got no other fires to put out and you want to start preparing for the next few weeks, you want to bring in a Newcastle defender or someone else. I think that's perfectly reasonable. From game week nine onwards, the fixtures get really bad. He's not a certainty to start every single week, despite what stories we will tell ourselves. But I do think in game week seven he will start. After that, I got no idea. I'll reassess after that game. But I think he will start this week. So if you need him and you could do with keeping him because you want to make another move. And I think, yeah, just do that. So I'm not that surprised to see that Brian Burmo has started to be sold. He's had only 200,000 transfers out so far this week. He's had back-to-back blanks in game weeks five and six. And he's only returned once in the last four game weeks. So I get the frustration, especially if you didn't have him for game weeks one and two, where he obviously got a lot of points. Um, and also in some games, not from the start, but towards the end, he is being moved to wing back as well, which does dent his attack and appeal. So there are maybe some reasons to start to look to jump off of him, I think Brentford also missing Rico Henry isn't ideal. My plan as an owner, especially if I wild card in game week ten, is probably to drop him, depending on how I set the team up. If I only go for two midfielders around that six point five million price point, it probably won't be in Burmo. But I don't think he's a priority sale right now or anything like that. Like it is back to back away games, Forest away, Man United away, which maybe isn't ideal on paper, but I don't think it's that bad. And then it's Burnley at home in game week nine. So there are still some reasons to hold on to him. Obviously, the key ones being he's always going to start. His minutes are great and he's on penalties as well. Players like that are never usually must sells or anything uh, like that. Some people, I'm sure I heard this on a stream, either the deadline stream or the knee-jerk stream, someone said to me that they had the money to go from Burmo to Salah. Now, obviously, in that case, that's a great move. Salah is much better than Burmo, and there might be other midfielders that you want to bring in this week. If you're doing him to Son, for example, another good move. But it's not, it's not that I think he shouldn't be sold at all. I just don't think that he's going to be a priority for anyone. Like, if you've got defenders to sort out, I would definitely do that instead. So I am a little bit more worried about him now than I was at the start of the season. But part of that is because he's blanked, right? That's, you know, we're all guilty of being slightly affected by what returns a player gets. But I just think anyone that's on penalties can quickly get returns from absolutely nowhere, even if they're not playing that well. And for me, I just look at the next three fixtures, and I think a few weeks ago, I thought they were okay nothing has really changed in that regard and I think if you're someone that's committing to game week 10 wildcard it just feels like a really nice jump off point where you keep him for that last good fixture against Burnley at home then you look to get rid of him I think if you're only looking at midfielders in and around his price there's not really anyone that I would move for this week like Diaby is okay but I don't think he's a must right now Matoma, I think if you've missed the Bournemouth at home game the next three are a little bit tougher eze is okay but this probably isn't the week to bring him in because he has got uh man united away and look palace can definitely score against man united but it's not a great fixture so i think for most people he's a pretty easy hold this week but if you're making a big upgrade i don't mind selling him whatsoever but for my team i've not really given any thought to getting rid of him not until game week 10 at the earliest so one of the defenders that people are looking at outside of newcastle ones is matty cash because aston villa do have some pretty good fixtures coming up It's Brighton at home this week. Then it's Wolves away, West Ham at home in game weeks 8 and 9. And then it's Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home. This is the window over the next couple of game weeks to start to look at him. Because the fixtures do get a bit tougher after that so in game week 12 you've got that Fulham at home fixture then it spurs away definitely difficult to get a clean sheet in that one Bournemouth away is okay in game week 14 but then it's back-to-back home games against Man City and Arsenal and then it's Brentford away in game week 17 so I think if you're looking to bring Villa players in it doesn't have to be this week but kind of game week 7, 8, 9, 10 that is probably when you want to have them in your squad ready to go for those really nice fixtures they've got so Overall, Villa defenders look decent. Matty Cash is someone that I've changed my opinion on a bit since pre season because we did see in a couple of games them line up with three centre backs and then they had, like, obviously Luca Dean on the left. So Matty Cash wasn't necessarily needed, but he's played really well. He's been really attacking. And ultimately, because of the defender injuries that Aston Villa have, I just don't see him not starting. So if we look at their available options, obviously Diego Carlos is out, hamstring injury, currently flagged uh, with a red flag in FPL, unknown return date. So I'm not sure when he's back. And obviously we know that Tyro Mings is out for a very long time as well. So the idea of them playing Luka Dean on the left or Moreno when he's fit, and then like Mings, Powell Torres and Konza as the right back and obviously right centre back in possession... It's probably not going to happen because of those injuries. So I think Matty Cash minutes look a lot better now than what I thought they would be in game week one. Obviously, when players start coming back from injury, that might be different. But I can't see any reason to look against him. I think Luca Dean, like I said, I know people think he's a massive troll in FPL. And I guess you could say that's the case here because no one's got him and he's performing really well. But I just think as soon as Moreno is fully fit there's going to be rotation there so you just can't go for him even though he's returned 25 points in the first six games so he has had a good um start to the season but you can't go there and obviously Condor is a bit cheaper than cash but he's 4.5 sorry he's a bit cheaper at 4.5 million but he's nowhere near as attacking so matt cash looks like a really good option the only thing i would say and look if you want him long term and you don't want double newcastle defense or something like that he's not a bad transfer in this week if you've got someone that you want to sell that's not going to start or something like that. But Brian at home is not a great fixture for a clean sheet. So I think the time to look at them is probably game week eight onwards. But overall, I think he's easily the best pick of the Aston Villa defenders right now. That might be Moreno at some point. But given he's been out for a little while, I don't think he's going to be worth looking at anytime soon. So yeah, 4.7 million looking like a bit of a bargain. Um, got that goal threat too. 0.35 expected goals per 90 so far. The only worry for someone like me who doesn't own him yet is by the time I can get him, which probably won't be until Wildcard in Game Week 10, he could be closer to that 5 million price point. So yeah, nice option to bring in. If you can, I would delay it. I don't think Brian at home is a great chance of a clean sheet. Although given how they defend... Maybe Matty Cash will get an attack in return. Who knows? If you haven't sorry, if you're making a defender transfer this week, let me know in the comments below. Are you going for one, two newcastle defenders, or are you spreading the risk a little bit with someone like Matty Cash? If you've enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And make sure to check out Fantasy Football Hub. All the links you need are in the description below. And if you're listening on podcasts, make sure to rate five stars. Otherwise, I'll catch you tomorrow for the team selection video. Sports Social Podcast Network.